I say it every week, you know what that music means. Only one thing, time for Miami Sports Pod, but you know what this music means, guys? Oh, yeah. Copyright be damned. We get to celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) Because, finally, some good times. Yahoo! I missed it. (laughs) You were the worst. Got another chance. Got another chance. Here it comes. Here it comes. Wahoo! He's sitting. You know what he's writing down? Our lawyer's number. (laughs) 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 That brought to you by Cool the Gang. There we go. How about that? Will Manto, Clay Ferro, Dookie Lang. We finally have a celebratory Miami sports pod because normally when we have some good, we it all gets taken over by the bad, which there's been so much in this town. But all in one weekend, Miami Hurricanes beat the Seminoles, which in turn ended up getting their head coach really tagged and fired. I mean, they really beat them. You had the Heat uh, look incredible on Sunday, and now they've got a tough road trip coming up, but they're off to a 5-1 and one start. No vacations in June, Will. Yeah, highest. No, I'm not planning anything until late June. Uh, highest point differential in the NBA as far as uh, the is advantage to them. Obviously, look, the Miami Dolphins winning a football game, and we have spent months and months talking about the tank and all this stuff. And yet, you know, when they win a game, it feels good. And, oh, by the way, I don't want to forget about the Florida Panthers, who are playing very good hockey. And uh, even though it's very early in the season and they're, they're still kind of in the middle of the pack, they are looking better. But let's let's go to, in particular, the first three. And, I, and I, I, we got to start with the Dolphins, right? As much as the Heat have been a story, the tank, I don't want to say is ruined, but the tank is delayed, Clay. We have all talked about the importance of tanking and bracing the tank. They win the game, and how do you react? That was cool. It was cool. cool in the game. Yeah, it was cool in the game. Yeah, appropriate. I didn't even plan it that way. It was really cool. I was really happy for Brian Flores. Our, our photographer, David Silver, got some great video of Ryan Fitzpatrick going over and pulling his kids out of the crowd at the end of the game and, and bringing them into the locker room. That could take a while. Yeah. <laughs> it was only he made eight trips. <laughs> it, was, it was only two of them. Um, Philip Rivers is actually still working on that from yeah, a, that's a, right. a game six years ago. But, uh, and they actually beat the Packers today. So, so they had yeah, yeah, to um, But, yeah, I mean, it, it was yeah, cool to see. You're really happy for all those guys. And, you know, I, I think it, it also proves that, that belief is such a big thing in football. Mm-hmm. The Jets were an absolute disaster heading into this game. Not just how poorly they've played, but you know the stuff with Jamal Adams at the trade deadline, him tweeting about a lot of this stuff, the stuff with Kalechi Osemele, the guard who, who said he had a torn labor. They were an absolute mess under Adam Gase, and that team was primed to lose. So, and also, look, the Dolphins have been playing a lot better over the last few weeks. So I think a lot of things really came together. I'm really happy for those guys. The implications as far as the tank, go, tank goes, I, we can talk about that. That it's still going to come down to the Cincinnati game in all likelihood. But for one day, well, for one again, weekend, yeah. yeah, and you're at New York. I, for one day, for one weekend, I'm just happy for those guys. I am, I'm especially happy for Brian Flores because I we talk so much about Flores. And look, it's way too early to judge on whether he's the guy moving forward because he hasn't had any kind of players to dictate what type of team he can really have. He's had growing pains, I think, as a head coach. I think that's fair to say, as most first-year coaches do. But, Dookie, you can't question this. The guy has is determined. The guy has worked his whole life to get this opportunity. He's a likable guy in the sense that you love the underdog story. You love the story of the person who overcomes a lot of things to reach such a high level, the highest level of coaching that there is. I'm genuinely happy for Brian Flores because, man, to lose week in and week out, to be associated with the thought of being an 0-16 team, 
is gut-wrenching. And for Brian Flores to see him smile on the sidelines a couple times, to see him feel good about getting a win, like Clay said, all the tank stuff, we'll get back to that. They're going to lose a lot more games this year. They're going to be in that mix of the top pick. Felt good to win a game. All right. Should I say what I'm supposed to say or what I actually believe? Well, I think Clay and I just said what we believe, so I hope that you say what okay. you believe. Okay, what I'm supposed to say is, yeah, it's great. I mean, Brian Flores at Pittsburgh, he unloaded. You could see his passion. Okay, that's, that's great. That's okay. what you have to say. But so that's, say uh, what you feel. They had one job. They have the worst team. All they had to do is lose. Th- th- look, I'm not saying they had to go 0-16, but there were certain games which were more important for the tank than others. The Jets were 1 and 6 coming into it. They now have the same record and the Dolphins won head to head. The Dolphins are not even in last place in their division. That was a must lose game if you want. So here's the thing if Tua Tungavailoa turns into a Hall of Fame quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Dolphins don't have the number one pick, in part because they won on Sunday, are you going to feel good about it five years from now? It's like, uh, what's the expression? A moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. Like, sure, it might feel good today, and everybody's happy. Yay, they won the first time since the Miami Miracle. But my goodness, the long-term implications. Like, why do all that suffering? This is like, this well, is like not just, this it. is not just like breaking your, your diet on a cheat day. This is like gaining 10 pounds on a cheat day. They've done all this suffering for the specific purpose of getting this one guy or at least that's the intention. But, and now they... I, I'm not the blaming thing. the guys no, 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 on the field. They the obviously thing. want to win. But come on. Well, I mean, the thing. They didn't kill their chances today. Like Clay said. They didn't help them. No, they, they didn't hurt them either. They didn't sure they did. No, they didn't. They still control their own destiny. If they go one at fifteen, <laughs> I love this. Yeah, it's it's go, true. They, 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 if they go one at fifteen, they're gonna get the, they're gonna get the top pick in the draft. Why not win next week? There's so many. The head to head against the Jets is a problem. It's not. No, it's not because they play them again. They play them again. And if the Jets win, the Jets have two wins. So it's not. It literally is not. It does not hurt them in the tank. The only way it hurts them in the tank is if two wins. If you're battling for the number one pick, then all of a sudden you get into all. The Can't monkeys. get to two if you don't get to one. They no, no, could. Saying, the but, more losses, the better this year. I, I get it, but the tank. It's not dead. They're still bad. They're still a bad football team. I think we all agree. And look, if they somehow luck into a couple more wins, then today wouldn't have mattered anyways either. They're still. They still. They are a team that you got to give Brian Flores credit. They play hard, and Clay, you referenced it in your opening, the opening thing you said was that this team has actually been trending up. And I give the broadcast crew credit today because they actually mentioned, I think around the country, people are probably thinking, like, what the hell are they talking about? Trending up? This team's terrible. They're 0-7. They're horrendous. They have the worst point differential in the NFL. No, they have been playing better. They claim they came close against Washington. Again, the they probably should have won. Mm-hmm. They held Pittsburgh in Heinz Field. They had them down and basically out and then fell apart in the Those were quarter. two perfect games. Play hard, show effort. Lose, well, but that when you play hard, show effort, and lose against a team that honestly right now isn't playing hard or showing effort. I mean, you see Sam Darnold let a ball go right by him, and he just looked at it like if it was like a car driving by. Hey, look, look at the car. It's the football in the end yeah. zone. Go get it. Like that. That tells you how bad that team is. Dolphins aren't that aren't to that level of quit. You got to give a little bit of credit for that. Now, in the big picture, sure. If the Dolphins end up winning three or four games this year, this season was a waste because they probably won't find their quarterback. And then we suffered all of this for what? For the seventh, for the sixth pick of the draft. The two thousand nineteen. I mean, it's it's really simple. It's the two thousand nineteen Dolphins are one thing. The Dolphins franchise is another. Today was a very good day for the two thousand nineteen Dolphins. Not necessarily a good day I for see, the franchise. I, I and to me, the, when when the Dolphins. 
two, three years from now, let's assume that they do things right, they draft well, they pick up some good free agents. If if they can do those things, the guys who won on on Sunday, who are feeling good and bringing their kids, they're not going to be here. So as much as I'm happy for the guys who won on Sunday, they're not necessarily the future. And so it's just they've done this season has been so bad. It's been so embarrassing. Been terrible. But, and but and now to get a random win. I, I don't have a problem with it. I think 0-16 for a franchise that will always be associated with the perfect season, with the lone perfect season in NFL history, just would have been such a black eye. It would have been such a mark, an ugliness. They could still, and again, they still control their destiny. They could still be the worst team in the league and get that top pick and get to a, whoever it is that they're targeting, and it'll be okay. The bigger issue, I think, is I didn't see, guys, I didn't see anything on Sunday that led me to believe that this team was in store for more victories. They weren't necessarily impressive. They weren't, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick had that Ryan Fitzpatrick game he has now and then, but I'll be honest with you, the big reason why is the New York Jets, I, I don't know if they're tanking or quitting or have totally quit or whatever you want to say on their head coach, Adam Gase. That team didn't look prepared. It didn't look focused. It didn't look motivated. That's something you can never say about the Dolphins. The Dolphins will get their butts kicked and they'll, they'll lose games. But they always look like they're in the game they're trying. The Jets look like a team that was just lost on Sunday. Well, and one thing that I, I love about this podcast is it, nothing that we say is is fabricated or anything like that. So so Dookie and I were actually having this discussion before this thing started, and he said he was made the comment about about the Jets. Why did you have to beat the Jets? You know, I said because you play them later. It's like, well, okay, well they're they're going to be bad in New York too. They're also bad in Miami. Here's the thing about the Jets right now. They are, I. What'd you say? One of the tabloids said that calling them a dumpster fire would be is, an insult to dumpster fires. Is an insult to dumpster I fires. I agree. I agree. Because it's not just on the field. It is the stuff that's happened at the trade deadline and and the stuff that's gone on with Colecchio Semele. I mean, there's there's so much that is wrong with that franchise that when they meet again towards the end of the year. Something drastic will have happened with the Jets. Either, and, and who knows, by the time this pod airs, Adam Gase could have been fired. My guess is that he will not be the head coach the next time the Jets play the Dolphins. But if he is, it'll only be because something has happened to right the ship a little bit. That that maybe guys have started to play better. Maybe Darnold has started to play better. Maybe the Lions. Whatever it is... The next time the Dolphins play the Jets, they will not be in this bad of a spot. This hey, was right Darnold after the trade good? deadline. Sorry That's, to interrupt, but is is Sam Darnold I, any good? Because I watched him on Sunday. I was a big fan and, of him. And I really, about, I really yeah. thought to myself, like, if okay, worst case scenario, let's say the Jets leapfrog the Dolphins in the first round. They, as the season ends up, maybe the Dolphins get three wins, the Jets have two. However, however it pans out, right? If the Jets are drafting in the top five. I think they're going to take a quarterback because when I watch Sam Darnold play, he sees dead people and he throws the ball to no one. <laughs> like he is a he problem. He only sees the ghosts, but he throws yes, the ball to the ghosts. Thro- I mean, yeah. he, the, that right before the half against the Dolphins, he, they overturn a touchdown. There's some pressure. He like punts it with his left hand into triple cover. I mean, he's not smart. He looks looks horrific right now. I've always been a big fan of his. I was a big fan of his at college. I thought he had a very good rookie season. I thought he, you know, that Dallas game a few weeks ago, he looked very impressive. And then all of a sudden, the last three or four weeks, he's been lost. I think it's more of a product of that 
You know what I mean? You kind of become what you're around. And right yes. now, that situation is toxic. And that's not to defend Sam Darnold. He's been bad to Dukey's point of that terrible throw into the end zone. But I think I still haven't given up hope on him. I think he could be a good NFL quarterback. I think right now, there's just nothing good about the Jets. Nothing. And it starts with their head coach. Well, and Kirk Herbstreit made a comment a couple of years ago when Darnold was came. Because I think Darnold was 20 years old yeah. when he entered the draft. Youngest quarterback in the draft, I believe. And and the comment was something to the effect of, I think Lamar Jackson may have been 20 as well that year. Um, but it, he said, the NFL is not somewhere you go to learn to play quarterback. You have to know how to play quarterback. And it was in reference to Darnold that essentially there were a lot of times at USC where Darnold looked really, really good. But then when certain things happened that he wasn't expecting, that he didn't quite know how to adjust. And I think there's still a bit of that going on. And unfortunately, getting back to your point, Will, when you are surrounded by such dysfunction like he is right now with the New York Jets, I think it makes it worse. See, at least with the Dolphins, and this sounds kind of weird to say, but they started at rock bottom this year. So I think when they were able to see some some small moments of improvement. It started to instill belief. And then you get some of the guys out who weren't problems, but guys who didn't want to be there, guys like Minka Fitzpatrick that clearly did not want to be there. And then you get a group of guys that are still fighting and clawing, a lot of these guys fighting for their NFL lives. And then you see things start to go right. And so... Yeah. I think that you have you have one locker room and and one franchise that was going one direction and the other which was going another. Do I think that the Dolphins are a more talented team than the Jets field that was on the field Jets team that was on the field on some way, Sunday? No, no. But I, I think it goes back to how important belief and and having a functional franchise and and showing little little points of improvement are. I'm not saying that the Dolphins are there yet, but compared to where the Jets are right now on mm-hmm. on this Sunday, it wasn't even close. I'm going to say that I, I, I think when it comes down to it, I still feel good about a win. I, I don't. I know that that. I, I and the thing is here. I, I've been about as pro tank as anyone you'll find. I, I'm all for it. I'm joking with you've you. You've always just, said you never apologize for a win. No, and, and I, I think we found the uh, the. Uh, you found the one exception. I found the exception. I, I I am fine with a win. Let's just see where that goes. Here's why I don't think a win was impressive to me is because I just don't think they looked that good. I, I think they played well. Sure, they played hard. Ryan Fitzpatrick it carved up a terrible Jets team. I don't think this is going to have effects moving forward like I don't think the Dolphins are going to use this as a as, right they as didn't, a, they didn't figure a, anything out yes that, that this is the launch to to four or five wins no it's not it's a win that it, they'll be lucky if it's the only one they get all season now we want to break it up because look uh, that's about as much as we can say about the Dolphins I think that's where it ends you know the tank for now is delayed and they win a game and now we'll see where it moves forward but I want to turn my attention to the Heat because the Heat, as we speak, uh, following that ridiculous win over the Rockets at home, what a 29-point win in which they led by as many as 40-plus points, uh, on a night that James Harden and Russell Westbrook played, this isn't like guys took the night off or were hurt, on a night that the Heat didn't even have Justice Winslow, they are now 5-1. and one. I referenced the biggest point differential in the NBA as far as advantageous, a, a plus 11 they're winning games, they're playing defense, they're sharing the basketball, they're dynamic, they're fun. This isn't a down-and-dirty, ugly basketball-type team. This team is playing efficiently. This team is playing with pace. This team is still playing defense, which is the identity of an Eric Spolster team. And, Clay, this team, I can't really say this after six games with full confidence, but I'm going to say it with half-confidence team's a lot better than I think most people thought, and maybe is in the upper, I, I think, one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I, I think the thing we can say definitively right now, they're fun. 
And I think they're going to continue Amen. to be fun. I don't think that's going away because the guys who are doing this are young guys who are going to get better, a lot of them. Of course, and, Myers, and, Leonard, and Duncan Robinson. <laughs> which is exactly what we expected, right? Um, and, and who knew? Dookie, who knew that the Heat were going to have the best Leonard in the NBA? I mean, Myers is like years ahead of Kawhi right now. I mean, it's like oh, yeah, it's, Myers, Leonard, Leonard. Leonard. Kawhi, like, that's, a, that's a Dookie joke. Leonard. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. He's like, Bashan Leonard. Leonard. <laughs> yeah. Look, sorry, I, I'm just, I'm, just I'm going to keep screaming Leonard like uh, Dr. Jack. Uh, Leonard. I don't think, for me, the ceiling hasn't changed. I don't, I still don't yeah. see this team passing Milwaukee Philadelphia in the regular season I still think fair. that those two are fair but I'm starting to think that maybe they are better than Boston and and the teams that were in that three four range that people were expecting well I said I mean I said this in the preseason pod I thought that three was was what they should be aiming for and that I thought that was a fair ceiling for them Justice and, Winslow said the same thing yeah and and look I do I think they're have they been more impressive than I I thought heading in yes but to me I don't the ceiling hasn't changed for me because I, I didn't expect them to have the best point differential in the NBA at this point but I expected that that oneness that mentality that vibe that we saw in the preseason that wasn't faked I mean that was that was legitimate Myers Leonard said it after the game against the Rockets and you know when your number one guy is who he is and has the mentality that he does, that Jimmy Butler does. Oh, I thought you were talking about Duncan Robinson. No, 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 no. I was, I was talking about Chris Silva. Thank but you. it's easier for everybody else to follow. And, and so I think that's kind of – say what you want about Jimmy Butler, and I understand that he's had issues elsewhere, but the reasons why he had issues elsewhere was because he was born heat culture. And, he really was. And, and a lot of people, that doesn't work for. And I think it does here. And this is the thing, last thing with, with this, Will, that I find really – my uh, our buddy Christian Hernandez, i got to give him credit for this. Um, you mentioned the point differential number one in the league. Second in field goal percentage – Second in three point percentage mm-hmm. and dead last in turnovers. That's, so this that's, that's so unlike most teams. Team. They're just flying all over the place and they don't care. They're playing with this reckless abandon and it is fun. And I think uh, you're to your point of that, Dookie, they the one thing that even in the last few years, post big three, obviously, in the last few years when the Heat have had nice stretches, and they have the Heat have had some very nice stretches. There's always been a point in the game where I've said, okay, here comes the do- the, the 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 lull, the moments where they are they they just can't find the basket and they they're not moving the ball, the ball is sticking, and you had that very often last year. You had a lot, really, the last two years in particular. This team, I don't, I haven't gone through a game yet where I sit there and I say, ball's not moving, the ball, they're not getting good shots, they're not getting looked. That I'm thinking, here comes the 20 to, to 2 run from the other team and here comes the third quarter where the Heat score 8 points. I mean, you saw a lot of that over the last couple of years. You almost expected it. I don't expect it. They have found a consistency offensively that I don't I, I always think they're in okay shape. I always think if look if if Jimmy Butler gets cold and then, then Kendrick Nunn or, or Tyler Hero, one of the young guys or or Justice or you see it and you've seen it in every single game. Their only loss as we speak was a game which was the back end of a back-to-back on the road where they had a lead in the fourth and it just kind of tired out and yeah. ended up losing in Minnesota, which, by the way, then Wiggins went nuts and hit like four threes, which is one of those you know tip-your-hat-to-them kind of games. The point is the Heat have a balance and depth that I don't think a lot of people in the Eastern Conference expected. I would agree with that. I would also agree that Jimmy Butler has really impacted – the game just in his approach. I mean, the other night we saw Jimmy Butler have less than 10 points, but filled out the entire stat line. 11 assists, nine rebounds, six steals. But the most important stat is 
He gave zero bleeps. He didn't care. That is an important element. It's rare for a superstar. When you're when your best player, a top name your number in the NBA player, fifteen, doesn't care about his numbers. And and not to interrupt, Spo said that exact same thing Sunday night. Yeah, but care. Totally plagiarizing. No, but cares about. Who do you think listens to the sound? <laughs> no, but but cares. I think that Jimmy Butler. What I think? Hold on, let me and let me tell you what I think about. Let me, uh, let, me, let me tell you what I think about Brian Flores. Let me read from the Dolphins transcript. No, I, I think that the way that Jimmy Butler impacts the game is he makes everybody realize that. And when you have a bunch of good, which the Heat have, they have, they have one almost great and a bunch of really good. And when you have a bunch of really good, and they're complementary, mm-hmm. and and they fit, then it's fine. One night Justice has 27, 7, and 7. He doesn't play the other the next night, and they score 127 points against the Rockets. It, they're, they're not dependent on anybody, oh, right. not, which, not. you know, think about how often they would sit around and Wade watch. Hey, look, we joked, or, too. I joked about – I was referencing Duncan Robinson and Myers Leonard, you know, just joking because in a game in which they beat the Houston Rockets by 29 points and scored 129 points – the two leading scorers were Duncan Robinson and yeah. Myers Leonard. And that's, you know, you, you you make light of that saying, oh, those guys obviously aren't going to be your scorers, but... Maybe they, they will. They, <laughs> on, on some nights, they obviously will. Yeah. Like it's a quality team where you know you got to score because against the Rockets, you know you do. All right, you know we always score. Our sponsor today, Vera Motor, they score the highest when it comes to getting a car. When you spend your hard-earned money on a car... Go to a place with a reputation, and I promise you there's no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Pepper Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. So the bottom line is with the Heat is, you know, they're off to this quick start at 5-1. and one. You, There's so much that we like about them. And I think they've been fairly tested. I mean, they had a, they had the, the crazy comeback in Milwaukee. Uh, they they get an impressive win against the Rockets. Now the road trip that they have is, I guess, the first test, real test, where they'll probably face some adversity because they go to Denver Tuesday night. And for those that are listening before that game, uh, that's a Tuesday night tough matchup against you know Jokic and the team that they've got well, over there. Well, what kind of shape is Jokic in? You've seen him in person. He's round. Uh, and then Phoenix, <laughs> Phoenix is is you know a team that is you uh, again they not it's obviously not an elite team, but a team that can score. And on the road, you're gonna have to score a lot of points to keep the offense going. And then the Lakers, who if it weren't if it weren't for the Lakers, the Heat would probably be the best store in the NBA. But right now, LeBron and AD and they're they're playing defense. They're winning games. They're off to a fast start like the Heat. So you've got that great matchup potentially. Uh, with two of the top teams in the league record-wise when they face off on Friday night. So this is, to me, the real first test. I, But I, I, I know it sounds crazy, but I feel confident that they're going to go out there and they're going to play three good basketball games, win one for sure, and it wouldn't shock me if they won two of those games. And I think if you win one, I, I think it's a successful start to the season. I felt like, given the fact they were going into this game on Sunday night at 4-1, and one, and this was a tough part of their schedule. Oh, you put when you an L on it. this one. You put an L on this Sure. One. And not only that, but you come into the season. But, okay, you start off, you expect to beat Memphis on opening night. Talent, young talent, but it's going to take them a while to gel. But then you go to a, a road back-to-back where you're taking on Giannis and then and then Carl Anthony Towns, Minnesota. I mean, you're thinking you're potentially going to be 0-2 in that back-to-back. You win in 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 Milwaukee. You you barely lose in Minnesota. And then you have to play a back-to-back against Atlanta. And, and look, Trey Young got hurt, um, but Atlanta was viewed as one of the up-and-coming yeah. teams heading into the, the NBA this season. And so 
when you looked at the schedule before the season, you looked at these first 10, 11 games and you said, oh, that's, even, that's a tough way to start when you're you're trying to bring in a new superstar and build around him. But Clay, even a game where Trey Young got hurt and then they played against Trey Young without Trey Young the next time they played Atlanta, last year's heat loses I, that game. Absolutely. And so absolutely. and so even though they even though yep. Sunday might Sunday and the uh Milwaukee game are their two quote unquote quality wins, it's equally important for this Heat team that we haven't seen the bad losses because, Will, the last couple of years, you know, how many times have you been sitting in the arena like, dude, how do we just lose did, to the, the Magic? The Knicks, how did the, the Knicks get? Yeah, so, right. so if this is a team right. that and, – and, and again, that goes back to Jimmy Butler and that goes back to the, this good team and this spread out talent – because they're playing hard every night. They haven't had a clunker yet. Well, and, and, and which, they'll, which, they'll, they'll have clunkers. Sure, oh, yeah. I mean, every team will over 82 we games. We get well. it, but yeah. there seems to be a different consistency about this team that we, quite frankly, haven't had since the Big Three era. Well, and I think the thing that was frustrating the last few years, and I, I told Dookie I did about uh, three packages on this, three stories on it, because it was every single year they would have double-digit losses to teams that you have no business no. losing to and in that's situations. Why they failed to make the playoffs. Two of the last, the last two times they failed to make the playoffs were because of those games. And the problem to me, Will, was it spoke to where Heat culture had gone. It had gone away. It was no longer there because Heat culture to me, and look, I'm not trying to sound like a, a homer here, but Heat culture to me means that you go out there and you work harder than the other team. Mm-hmm. If you are working harder than the other team on a night-to-night basis, you should not lose to talent-deficient teams. Now, it's going to happen because you're going to have a few clunkers throughout the course of the season, but we were talking double-digit, 10 to 12, it, it even more. It happened all the time. I mean, yeah. losing home games to to Brooklyn before they started to, to get to good. The Knicks. I, How about the loss the to Knicks. the Knicks? You I mentioned mean, the Magic. We've given yes. them all kinds. Now, they, the Magic are better this year. I give them that. that, that won't but be back then enough. they were not. But back then they were not. Yeah, yeah. so they're, this team just has a certain consistency. Let's see how they do on the road. I look forward to that. It's it's only six games in the season. There's so many games left. Injuries are going to happen. Things, ups and downs. But you just have to feel good about the depth. Plus, now, Deion Waiter's been great. Our sponsor today, Bear Motors, when you just spend your hard-earned why? money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you there's no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Bear Motors. Bear kind of like the OGMC Pepper Pines. The Bear family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera Cadillac Buick GMC. Vera Cadillac Buick GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. Make sure to not tell them that Dookie sent you. I, I'm, I feel like the Grim Reaper sometimes on this pod. When you guys get too positive, I have to just like, you know. Uh, why, I'm, why, I'm like why, that in why, life. Forget on this say, pod. Why, I'm why like did, that in why life. Did you stop on this pod. Yeah, yeah in life. I feel, you know. I'm it, star- by the way, I'm staring. It, it, this is bad radio. I'm staring. The star- it feels like I'm watching Seven, like Gwyneth Paltrow's <laughs> head is in here. <laughs> Like, There's a styrofoam box, box. What's in the box? With, with with bubble wrap. Well, like, I have no idea what this is. You want to talk some canes there at Will Manso WPLG? Finally, this is where we end it. By the way, follow me on Twitter at Will Manso WPLG. Make sure to add that to the the back of Will Manso, and then at Clay Ferrero WPLG. Make sure to add that WPLG and add Dookie Lang. <laughs> yeah, they he, don't know how long I'm going to be here. He doesn't represent seventeen us. years. So let's talk about the Canes because that's where the weekend really got going. Hey! Uh, Canes beat Florida State, and and look, it it's not a almost to the Dolphins where you say you can't be too impressed because everything's fixed. You can't think that everything's fixed with the Canes, but I was really happy to see Jaron Williams play the way he did because you guys know that I have been on this Jaron Williams bandwagon since that first day I saw him at that Florida game, and I remember being up Orlando Live thinking, you know what. 
This kid's got the goods. He took a beating. What did he get sacked? Ten Seven, times. eight, ten, nine, ten times against Florida, whatever the heck it was. And he kept getting up and trying to make throws and trying to make plays. He showed good touch, good arm strength. And, what I, and I thought you had a quarterback who, with time, can really throw the ball well. Then he had the setback against Virginia Tech, the awful quarter, then the injury, all the other stuff. And look, he had a, a setback in preparation as well that Manny Diaz referenced. He has to learn how to everything to be a quarterback. You hope he does. But when it comes to talent, I think he showed it against Florida State. He's the guy, and I think we need to end this whole thing about who's the next quarterback, who's the quarterback moving forward. It's Jaron Williams. And barring injury, it's Jaron Williams not only now, but next year as well. Yeah, barring injury, barring bringing in a quarterback in the transfer portal who outplays. I do think Manny Diaz is going to continue to to build this this culture of competition, which I think is necessary. Somebody said this on on social media, and it was I laughed, but in a sense, it was kind of true. Said, "What does it say about the Canes that we've gotten to the point that the Canes beating FSU causes FSU to fire its head coach?" Yeah. And you know, I, I not to put a damper on on where things were, but man, Florida State. Of course, it's awful. This is almost going back Florida to the Jets State theory. Is, the Jets yeah. are terrible. So Florida State, so bad. I, but the thing about Miami is, um, apparently, and I didn't I didn't realize this, but apparently, after the Georgia Tech game, they had a players only meeting. DJ Dallas was talking about it after the the Florida State game, and uh, they feel like that changed everything for them. They felt like it went from being a coaches led team to a player led team, mm-hmm. and the one thing you can always say about the great Canes teams of the past, and and look, they're not their talent-wise, but the great Canes teams of all time were always player-led. You can talk about Jimmy Johnson, who was a fantastic leader, Howard Schnellenberger, great, but it was the elite athletes who also had that mentality that came in Mm -hmm. and led. And I remember, you know, we talked about this quite a bit, that when you hear players talk about those days, it wasn't oh, the coaches came in and gave us a rah-rah speech. It was Ed Reed coming in saying, I'm hurting. You know, it was the guys who came in and talked to the other players, the other teammates, the guys they were going out there and and fighting with. And and I think until you get back to that on a consistent mm-hmm. basis, you're not going to have the Canes teams of old. So maybe this is one step in the right direction, it's, that they're getting back to that part of it. Duke, it's a step, and I feel good that they won. They're still 5-4, and four, and there's still a lot of issues with this team. But I think for a week, it quiets the, the, the brigade against Manny Diaz, that he's the wrong guy, he doesn't know what he's doing, and... And, and who's your quarterback, and this team is a mess, and they can't compete in the Coastal. A lot of the questions don't change. They, they lose a game in, in the next week or two, all of a sudden it goes back to that. But I, I, beating your rival, number one, is a great feeling. I do think you've answered the question with your quarterback. And if anything, to Clay's point earlier about feeling good for the players in the locker room with the Dolphins, I just feel good for these kids because they have had to hear it and hear it and hear it and from the alums and from the this and that and from social media and all this stuff. They're playing hard. I think there's talent there. I do think this is a rebuild. Manny took heat a few weeks for saying that, and we also agreed with him. It is a rebuild. I mean, you probably should have told us earlier, Manny, but I think we can all agree it's a rebuild. I think they're going to be trending up, especially if Jaron's the real deal. And let me tell you, this Greg Rousseau kid, my goodness. yeah, <laughs> Four sacks. He's got, what, 12 on the season. He's a redshirt freshman. He's a freak of nature who hasn't even filled into his body yet. Well, they told us about him last year in, in camp. In Actually, I think it was the spring because I think yeah. he may have come on, come on freak campus of early. nature. But they were telling us about him back in 2018, the spring of 2018, that this that once he was able to fill out and, and get it, he was going to be unreal. And he's going to be a top five pick. Give me, I mean, a, give me your, your cane take. 
I'm, ha- I'm happy they won. Yeah. Um, it's a good habit to beat Florida State. And you can't dictate, in this case, you can't dictate the circumstances around the game, meaning Miami had no control over the fact that Willie Taggart was on the hot seat. Miami had no control over the fact that Hornybrook played terribly. Miami had no control over the fact that in a 77,000-seat stadium, they only had 68. Miami had no control of the fact that this was a really bad and badly coached and badly organized Florida State team. All Miami could control is that they went into Tallahassee, Mm-hmm. They played well, and they got a big win. They won by 17 points. And Jaron Williams, I'm with you. I think he just you just got to keep rolling him out. I really think that because yeah. I, I, the, I think the biggest mistake in the season was not pulling him in the Virginia Tech game. He was terrible. He had thrown three picks. He hadn't thrown a pick all year. The biggest mistake was after that, not going back to him. Well, the injury, the injury obviously hurt. And then I said he did have a setback, which Manny wouldn't uh, tell us exactly what it was. But it was clear that he did something off the field related, preparation related uh, before that game against Georgia Tech that, quite frankly, Manny said, I can't start the kid because he, of it. He's got to be the guy. Talent-wise, he's He has got and, – and being the guy means everything around being the guy. Clay, you talked about their culture mm-hmm. of back in the day – Back in the day, the reason the games were easy is because Green Tree was so hard. That's another great and, point. And so yeah. <laughs> that's why every NFL player used to go back, every NFL player who's a Miami alum, used to go back and work out down there and used to work out with Swayze and used to work mm-hmm. out in that environment Agreed. because everything that they created there was so tough. And so if there was slippage, if he, if he did do something wrong, that culture we're talking about needs to police it. And more importantly... As the starting quarterback, you need to be leading whatever it is. If they're going to be a team that keeps everything in-house and has player-only player only meetings, it has to start with the quarterback, and that's a step of maturity that he needs to take. Happy times indeed in South Florida sports for a weekend. Let's hope it continues into the new week, even though I think some people may be listening and think, well, as long as the Dolphins lose again. Get back to losing against the Colts. <laughs> But they did play better. They get that first win. They won't go 0-16. The Canes beat the Knolls. I mentioned earlier the Panthers give them some love. Bob got a shutout. Uh, yeah. What about they, Bob? They're playing good, good, good hockey of late. How long have you been waiting to say that? Honestly, it, well, 12 seconds. Like, the Butler did it. What about Bob? He's got everything ready. And the Heat head out to a road trip, and we'll talk about that, <laughs> I'm sure, next week. That's your Miami Sports Pod. Celebrate, everyone. Three seconds.